okay, as, as, we, as we bring our circle to a close here, um, you, you're, you're a big nerd like I am. I have, to imagine, yes. I have to imagine that you remembered, memorized some of the spells from Charmed back oh, in the day. Just, just one or two. Yeah. So the <laughs> most important one, obviously, is the spell that Phoebe reads from the first page of the Book of Shadows to give them the powers. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, can I put you on the spot and have you recite that with me? <laughs> this is going to go poorly, but okay. <laughs> no, we got this. We got it from memory. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Okay, here we go. Hear now, now the words, words of, of the, the witches, the secrets, the secrets we, we hid in, in the, the do- night. In the night, sorry, the, <laughs> the, the oldest of gods, gods are invoked here. here. The great, great work, work of magic is sought. In this night, in this night, and in this is it time? Fuck. In this, yeah, it's in, in this time. In this, in this time, night time, time, maybe something. <laughs> and, in, and, and in this, this hour, we, we call, call upon the ancient, the ancient power. power. Bring your power. To we sisters we want the, three. Right. We yeah, want the power. We want the power. Give, Give us, us the power. The power. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that was terrible. I definitely couldn't remember the second to last time. I was like, oh my God, so what is I it? I'm glad I didn't warn you about this. <laughs> Can we do one of the other ones? No. Um, uh, oh, God, maybe. Let's do the power of three spell. It's so hard. Yeah, the power of three will set us free. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, or more accurately, Charmed, the new podcast of Hollowell. My name is Matt Truex, and I am joined once again by Miss Trisha Ennis. How are you? Oh, I'm so ready to talk about Charmed. <laughs> I have prepared not at all for this. Um, no, me neither. I was. Just, we were just talking off mic. And to be clear, that was completely improv our spell yes. there. So I'm really proud of it. <laughs> well, us. you couldn't tell and from the fact that we obviously did it flawlessly. Yeah, I did it once in the car the other day to be like, no, I'm good. She'll be fine. <laughs> um, to be clear to everyone listening, we will have absolutely no talk of DC Comics today unless we get on a tangent, which is what brought us here in which the Which we definitely place. will. But it's not planned. This is the least planning I've ever done in a podcast, but we're just going to do a long tangent on this eight-season show that you've probably heard of because it's got a revival on now of Charmed. Oh, yeah. um, Trisha, I've been so mm-hmm. excited to talk to you about this since since <laughs> our our wedding episode. Um, yes, let's let's just let's just do this. Let's just jump in. What got you into Charmed? Like, do you remember your first interaction with it? First episode, first ad, whatever. I don't remember my first episode, but I do know that what got me into it was, uh, as as I stated on that previous podcast, mm-hmm. um, being awake and seeing <laughs> the last few minutes of it several times while trying to watch ER uh, on TNT yep, okay. during the summer in like middle school. Okay. Junior high. And then I was like, this looks interesting. I'm going to wake up earlier. I similar. This is the most Lois and Clark talk we're going to have today. I similarly had the same um, interaction with it, right? you know, found it on TNT. I'd seen ads for it like watching smallville or whatever on the wb mm-hmm. and you see like on oh, an all-new charm the mermaids today you know or whatever is <laughs> going on um but i was i it was a sick day in in probably late middle school for me and i went to turn on tnt to watch lois and clark like i always did but the sons of bitches took lois and clark off the air and put charmed on and all of a sudden i'm watching the one that we talked about last time with the two lovers that are like, she's, she's okay, an yeah. owl by the day, but he's yep. a wolf at night. And you know, like that type of thing, yep. whatever it was. And, um, 
and I was instantly just like, what is this magical, wonderful show about these three witches? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I just like, I fell in so deep from there. By that Christmas, I had my first Book of Shadows replica in the works. Um, I like, uh, the I learned more skills trying to replicate the Book of Shadows from the show and the Manor dollhouse and just like all of it. I am in the, my collection and replicas are in the back of Charmed Magazine issue two because like that's how big a fan I was. Wow, that's I know. amazing. I was never that person. I, I Well, uh, I'm sure you were a fan in different ways. So let's get to that. I was. But um, I, it's just like, it is the one thing that like I was all in on. I wound up, I'm not going to blame this specifically, but I wound up Wicca for a while. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the first time I heard that word was there. Holy shit, she's pointing to herself. Oh, yes. boy. I, <laughs> I have gone the gamut of, of religion and settled happily in agnostic. But like for a couple years, I was Wiccan with my own grimoire. And it, it, I'm pretty sure it's this show's fault ultimately. Mm-hmm. But um, tell me about your fandom experiences with Charms. Yeah, so um, similar except that I did not create a replica Book of Shadows and then end up in the back of the magazine. I've still got like four if you want on. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I did uh, have plenty of Charmed related jewelry mm-hmm. in junior high slash early high many school. Many a Um Many a doodle of a triquetra and notebook. <laughs> um, which is also very weird because it's a Celtic knot that is also like found a lot in Catholicism. Yeah. I grew up in Catholic schools. So there was a lot of them all over like my church and stuff, which is very strange. Um, and then, uh, but my, my biggest one was probably like, in addition to being really active on like charmed message boards and um, doing like what used to be online RPG where like you were just on a message board, like narrating at each other in different <laughs> messages and like you had powers and, and stuff. Okay. Um, that was a thing that I did. Uh, and then, um, mostly it was like my biggest thing, one of the biggest nerddom things for myself was I made a GeoCities webpage, yes. um, that I could probably dig up somewhat in the <laughs> internet archive when I was probably 13. Okay. That's how I learned HTML was I'm making this charm wow. GeoCities page. I taught myself HTML to make this, this page. Um, and it was... It was just supposed to be like a charmed website where you could go and learn stuff about the show. So mm-hmm. like I had an episode guide that I wrote from memory <laughs> and I had a book of shadows with like all of the spells for each episode cataloged by episode, which I wrote from memory. <sighs> and that was probably for like the first four seasons, which were like had aired by that point. Incredible. Yeah, I wonder so if if I saw your geo page if I would remember it because I I mean like I was Probably in not. all those things I mean maybe maybe not but I was just like I went to those sites that were just like tell me what spells were in this episode like what page of the Book of Shadows were in this episode you know that type I'm of sure thing. it was not you know up to snuff SEO wise <laughs> it would not have come up in any of your search results also it was horribly designed like it was fully it like was a, ridiculous it, repeating background it was and a like geosites too flashy. page that was its job yeah. come on it it was it was awful you're being too hard um, on yourself <laughs> i mean that's how i learned to code tables to put things places okay. and yeah this it's yeah but see like it's that's very... that's impressive to me that this dumb show <laughs> led to us like learning these skills you know like i learned some art yeah. skills you learned coding skills these have stuck oh, yeah. with i mean us i used way. coding in my life exactly. in my career exactly so. um so you jumped in in season four is that right i would have jumped in in season five okay oh my god same 
Yeah, here. like watching it live, I would have jumped in in season five. Yeah, like the the early uh, mid season five is probably the first time I started like. Yeah, watching I know live. I watched the hundredth episode live. Yeah, same. Should we do like? Ugh, if anyone's <laughs> listening to this and doesn't know the show, let's just do this real quickly. It's about okay. three sisters that are witches, blah, 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 the most powerful witches in the world. It ran for eight years on the WB and CW. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first three years, Shannon Doherty was the star, fair to say. You know, like, yeah, she was the oldest sister. Yeah. She was the name. It was, it was a three-hander, essentially, but she was the name. She was the oldest sister. And then we can get into scandals and shenanigans behind the <laughs> scenes here. Um, but essentially she and one of the other stars, Alyssa Milano from who's the boss did not get along seemingly. And Shannon wound up leaving. And then Rose McGowan took over as the third sister. Now the youngest sister, um, for the rest of the show. And she, it's amazing to me that like, I, I think of it as kind of half and half, but really Rose as Paige was there for any, uh, way more years, five years. Yeah. So she, years she's three, got yeah. the longer run on the show. Um, and it then feels it was like half because you don't think about those last seasons. No. Well, that's totally so, true. And it just kept every yeah. year online. It was just like, Charm's probably going to get canceled. Charm's probably, Holy shit. They're back. Oh my yeah. God. You know, <laughs> like it was that show that was just like, it could barely stay alive from ratings. And like, really they only got the last season because of the CW transfer and mm-hmm. they needed another like stable Contact. show yeah exactly to yeah. come with it for that first year yeah um, um charmed and gilmore girls were both canceled that first year on the cw right and they had brought over uh charmed gilmore girls supernatural smallville uh veronica mars mm-hmm. maybe something else but oh and veronica mars also got canceled uh seventh heaven still going then oh god yeah maybe i, know, I don't know i, know. I stopped I watching that talk thing about scandals. jesus <laughs> christ we don't have time anyway um no we don't yeah, Charmed. no. So you watch till the end, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. I watch live every day till the end. The last uh, season was, like, it ended around the same time I was graduating from high school. Amazing. So that ended, then Gilmore Girls ended, and Stargate SG-1 all ended in 2007. So it was a very weird transitional period <laughs> for me. But I, I definitely watched, like, the last episode live. Yeah, uh, same. So to... Yeah. To... Um, ground you like i, I want to get a understanding of where you are with your charm fandom now because <laughs> it, it's weird to me that it was like like i just gave my bona fides for this i was so into this like i get into all things now and then mm-hmm. it just stopped and i don't really know why it wasn't like out of a you know like went to college and it wasn't cool like i wasn't cool like that wasn't an issue you know but like i just kind of like fell away from me completely and i i rewatched three episodes for this today and i was just like oh yeah i remember this and the three episodes i watched were mostly good but i'm like i've got no real desire to go back to it like is it something that's stuck with you or have you left it behind mostly like where are you I think it's definitely stuck with me. Okay. I, I will occasionally rewatch it, but not at the same rate that I'll rewatch other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other shows that are that are generally more recent as opposed to um, older shows, except The X-Files. I'll rewatch that all the time. Sure. But um, so I'll rewatch it occasionally, but it's not something that I am, you know, going back to constantly. Okay. Um, I do still think about it and like talk about it sometimes with people. Or bring it up in conversation. I think the last time I revisited it, though, was um, right before the new series premiered okay. on CW. Because I was also writing about it, and yeah. 
I, I, I think I told you last time, but I'm pretty sure I read your piece on that. But what, what, <laughs> what is your, what is your take on the show now? Because there's so much that's come up about it. We've learned so much more about the behind the scenes stuff of it. And um, I don't know. I think there's, there's a, an argument to say that it was um, ahead of its time and also maybe just like of its time in, in a negative way. Like I, I, I'm kind of too far from it right now to have a valid opinion on that, but you write about these things for a living. What, what, what is yes, your I take do. on it right now? Um, so the original, mm-hmm. um, I think was both. Yeah. I guess a little ahead of its time, but definitely of its time. Um, I think so. In addition to writing about it, I also study, um, feminist criticism and and things like that Mm -hmm. so um i i think that there is a lot of really good stuff especially in those early seasons that if not necessarily ahead of its time was at least doing something interesting okay um with a youth-oriented show and you know trying to do something with these female characters that wasn't too trite um i think that really fell away and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they changed showrunners and they went from Constance Burge uh, to Brad Kern. I think the fifth season. I was going to ask because like Constance did not stay around. Show creator Constance M. Burge did not stay around for yeah. very long at all, right? She didn't, but I can't remember if she left with Shannon Doherty or if she left the year after. Um, mm. But they did, you know, make that switch from Constance M. Burge to Brad Kern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that the show lost something in no longer being run by a woman. Not that like men can't write women, but sometimes they can't. Um, but when you've got the allegations against you that Brad Kern has, maybe you shouldn't true. write women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I do think that that was part of the problem. Um, they, the, the villains changed, the, mm-hmm. the tone of the show changed and the issues that they dealt with changed. And that was too bad because I really liked the stuff that they dealt with before. Um, but I don't, I don't think it was like behind the times. Um, I think it was moderately ahead of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. Interesting. In terms of, in terms of feminist criticism. Okay. Mildly ahead, but they're both still very much mired in, let's get real academic with you right now. Please. Very much mired in the post-feminist aesthetic of the late nineties. Okay. Um, where it was all about like selling this idea of girl power, um, which you get a lot, you can really see in something like Buffy, mm-hmm. um, and, and you also see in, in things like Charmed, um, where it's all about, like, they're fabulous and also great at kicking butt and taking names. And also they're balancing their career and their family right. and their the world saving. And they're you know, wearing so a, a glorified bra while they do it. And that's about it. That and... I blame on the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> the, like, have pants constantly anymore. getting Alyssa Milano into nothing that I blame on yes. Brad Kern and... And probably network pressure, too. Probably a little bit network pressure. All very interesting. All stuff that I, I don't have a good read on. Um, but I look <laughs> I look forward to your, you know, 5,000 words on that eventually one day. Oh, yes. Maybe one day I'll, I'll pitch that Perfect. somewhere. <laughs> like the 30th anniversary after the... After the one I wrote for the 20th I anniversary. had the essay collection book of Charmed, too. So, like, I, I'm, I'm your audience. I would Excellent. read Excellent. I, I definitely did not... Um, <laughs> But I did have the um, the soundtrack. Uh, yes, the um, I needed the, th- the theme song, and my uh, the craft soundtrack was wearing out. So <laughs> <laughs> the charm soundtrack came at the perfect time. Oh, the um, let's let's jump into it here. Should we go through the sisters? Yes, let's do okay, it. Okay, okay, good, good and bad of all. Um, Prue, 
I rewatched for this podcast one Prue episode and two Paige episodes and wished I had watched more Prue. Um, I watched her her death episode, uh, All Hell Breaks Loose, the season three finale. It's a great episode. Great episode. Directed by Shannon Doherty. Fucking powerhouse performance trying to save Piper's life throughout it. Like, she is awesome and funny. I, I, I came away with a whole appreciation for Shannon Doherty that I probably didn't have as a kid. What, like, what is your what is your feeling on Prue? Oh, I love Prue. Um, not my favorite sister, but I do really, really like her. Um, I, I think I had, I liked her more like season two and three mm-hmm. than in like the early stuff. Um, they always did some, some weird stuff with her. Like she randomly changed careers. Um, yeah, she was at an was auction strange. house. Then mm-hmm. a photographer? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. She switched to photography in the um, uh, Murphy's Murphy's Luck episode. Oh, with um, um, with Amy Adams. With Amy Adams. <laughs> and Emotep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amy Adams and Emotep. <laughs> um, be- well, she didn't, like, switch there. She didn't switch until, I think, season three. But she did, like, rediscover that she liked photography. Oh, right. I, I did in that this one. Once. Because, like, she had the photo of the bridge... That she was like potentially gonna fling herself from. Right. <laughs> and they saw Phoebe did they see the ghost of him like in the photo or something? But there was no one there. But I don't think so. Shit. I think they just saw the photo. Okay. Maybe that's the I, I don't remember. I just been a... death. No, the episode where she meets death is a different one. <laughs> no, right. I, I feel like there was a thing where, oh, like, where she they see saw the shadow. Yeah, I a think... photo or a shadow or whatever. Yeah. I think that one I think that's wait. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna suck at trivia later but we we really are <laughs> i mean maybe not depends on how hard the trivia is we'll see yeah um yeah but i don't know whatever at one point she sees death and at one point there's a shadow i think it might be the that episode that's death takes a hallowell um because i can do that but... yep 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 <laughs> death played by simon templeton lord nor yeah. from lois and clark of course yeah um yeah, no, I, I, I always liked her a lot, but she was totally, uh, they say it in the pilot, she had to sacrifice mm-hmm. her own childhood to help raise them because their mother died so young. So, like, she was always mm-hmm. the mom of the group and looking over them. And by, like, season three, when that had faded a little bit and they were a little more mm-hmm. equals, I loved Prue. I thought she was, I, I just thought she was awesome. Very much so. I think that they harped on that a little too much. And, and that also meant that, like, like Prue-specific episodes were always, like, Something makes Prue be weird right? for this episode. I remember that there was an episode where they get infected by a sin of the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. And that was a really good... Like, P- Piper got gluttony or something. Like she Piper was, got gluttony. She was... Um, Phoebe got lust, probably. Phoebe got lust. I don't even she remember. Seduced, tried to sedu- she like... tried to seduce her professor. There you go. Okay. And Prue got pride. And the mm-hmm. whole episode, she's like, well, it doesn't affect me. I guess I'm strong enough. And, like, she yeah. winds up, like, almost dying in it. And I'm like, that's – I remember that being, like, that's cool. Like, I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I always liked it because it was it was this nice little – like, not not too deep, but still a nice little meditation on, on pride as mm-hmm. the self-serving sin. So anything you do is in service of yourself. So you can't do something selfless because you're doing something selfless to prove how selfless you are. Right. And I didn't rewatch that, yeah. but I remember a lot of, like – it's weird that that didn't affect you enough in the beginning. It's like, yeah, you know, like there, maybe there's a little too much pride here to begin with. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I liked her a lot. Um, I would have said, though, back in the day that my favorite sister, hands down, was middle sister Piper Hallowell. Absolutely. Why? 
Because she does not want to be, like, Piper does not want to be doing any of this yet. In all the episodes I rewatched, she's just like, can we not do this? Yeah, I, I totally identified with Piper. Um, I'm technically a middle sibling, although I did not grow up with my older sibling. Okay. Um, so I, I, I guess I identified a little bit with that. She was still, like, taking care of Phoebe, but she was more of the mediator. And I, so, like... I identified a lot with some of that stuff, but mm-hmm. also like Piper's the one that gets the big romance early on. Right. And as a romantic, I like, I attached to that and I really liked her powers. Her powers. And I just really awesome. liked the character. Oh, we should have talked yeah. about powers with Prue too. Prue had telekinesis, which is the most showy one. Like that's the fun. Yes. One. And very fun and yeah. would be very, very useful. I also, I always liked that their powers sort of um, played into who they were. Totally. As people. So um, like, you know, Prue gets telekinesis. Because she's controlling, I guess. Um, and then astral projection. Yes. Also, awesome. Because they power. all evolve their powers. Yep. They all they get a second power, basically, until they can't yeah. afford Phoebe's. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, Piper... Uh, you re- Sorry, I'm just putting words in your mouth. Yeah. But Piper had the ability to freeze time. And it's exactly mm-hmm. how you think you... W- I just did it. Like, you're exactly how yeah. you think it would happen, where she just kind of, like, puts her hands <laughs> up in, like, a an anxiety panic, and everything freezes. Yeah. And she can go and... and- do whatever she has to do yeah. real quick. And and that works so well for her. I mean, they, they sort of show it in the in the premiere, the mm-hmm. pilot episode, um, where like she's freezing time because she has that big audition to, you know, become a chef the at chef this restaurant. Audition, and yes. she needs she needs to freeze time in order to add the port to the, the recipe. Port wine. And yeah, so like it but it also fits with her like never feeling like she has enough time and never feeling like she's in control and um, and then of course she gets the complete opposite in season three when her powers evolve when she gets the ability to make things explode explode yes it, like she explode. I, f- I remember the justification was like well you can decelerate molecules so why can't yep. you accelerate molecules yeah that was the like the quick exposition explanation of her powers where like leo went and asked the elders and they were like right. well apparently well, your powers come from your ability to slow down molecules so they think it's totally logical that you can <laughs> speed them up but i appreciated the humor of the episode where she gets the ability to blow things up, where she's just blowing everything up because she's too freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. just going to say that my favorite thing is, like, for, like, th- three to five episodes, she's kind of doing it randomly every time she uses her power because it's always the same mm-hmm. physical action with the hands. She doesn't know what the hell is going to happen. But you're right. Like, she does they, – they, they put a little lip service into them, like – honing these powers and getting stronger mm-hmm. with them as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're totally right. Piper gets the love story with their white lighter guardian angel, Leo. Um, mm-hmm. She's the one that gets kids during the series. You know, mm-hmm. she has, she has Wyatt, which is like, he's like the most powerful thing ever. And then his mm-hmm. brother from the future shows up and is, is not the most powerful <laughs> which, thing ever. It uh, had to be, shoehorned in because she got pregnant yes yeah thankfully they figured out it's so weird they introduced this character from the future and then the actress got pregnant a season after she was fake pregnant so they wrote in like ah this guy is actually your son from the future the next one and it it was it was kind of bizarre but but fun um but you're right but like my whole thing rewatching it was just like she is like the wet blanket that doesn't want to deal with any of this witch shit she hates when Leo has to leave and, like, go... Like, she would be a terrible Lois Lane where, like, you know, they're in the middle of a fight and Clark hears something and she's like, go, we'll talk about it later. But like, she's just like, no, stay here and talk... You know, like, that type of thing. It was it was jarring to to rewatch her not want to be a witch so much. But in many ways, maybe that's why she was so relatable because, like, who would want to put up with this in their lives? 
Yeah, like, you want the powers, obviously, they're great, but, like, all of this garbage that comes with it, and it puts your life on hold, and it kills people, right. and, you know, you know, and she, I mean, she went through a lot because of the whole thing with Leo, um, but also, like, you know, the first season, Andy dies. Right. And, Andy was you know, Prue's just, love interest in the first season, yes. Yeah, and they find out that, like, their mom didn't drown, she was killed by a demon, right. and... Yeah, so, like, all of this stuff is just taking things from her constantly. So I totally get her being a wet blanket and complaining about everything because she was also, like, just very, very good uh, at doing all of the stuff. And she was always there, even if she was a little complaining about mm-hmm. it. So she was always my she was always my sister. Uh, same here. I also like that, like, because she was a chef, she was the one that was best at potions. You know, like, there, mm-hmm. there was always that yeah. thing. Um, to, to speak of the actress, too, quickly, I know very little about the actual woman but um i one of the episodes i rewatched was i don't what you don't know anything i know i know a lot oh okay then you can tell me whether i should admire her or not but um i watched uh i think it's called hell hath no fury where piper Mm -hmm. becomes a fury it's very shortly Mm -hmm. after prue dies and the whole time like phoebe's like ah she's mad at me because i i wasn't there and didn't help save prue or whatever and at the end of the episode, basically, they take this, like, demon piper to Prue's grave. And she starts, like, banging on the grave of, like, how dare you leave me? And it's just, like, she's just angry at her sister for dying, basically, and leaving them. Mm-hmm. And her performance there is so good, I almost got choked up at work today. I'm like, I didn't see this coming. Uh, yeah, no, she's she's very, very good in, in that scene especially. That's one of the ones that I would rewatch the most because yeah. she's just very good at it. And also, it's a Piper episode. It's season four, episode three, Hell Hath No Fury. Nice um, yeah, but um, I, I love it. I mean, she's been acting for a very long time. Like, she was a kid acting. Right. Um, she and Shannon Doherty actually became friends um, when they were kids because right. they were both Way actors. prior to Charmed. And, like, it, she, um, yeah. Holly got the job because kind of Shannon went to bat for her, basically, yep. right? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think a little. And also, the, the funny thing about her for me was always that. So, uh, season one through three, she's the middle sister. Season four and beyond, she's the oldest, but she was always the youngest actress. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that mm-hmm. Rose was, was younger than her. Interesting. Nope. Um, that, yeah. Nice to um, <laughs> so uh so that's piper i'm sure she'll come up again um oh yes miss miss gonna change into every magical creature in the world phoebe hollowell herself what uh, what what is, what is your memory of phoebe i like phoebe i mean i like all of them i'm not gonna say like oh yeah that sister was the one i hated yeah. um but i i really like phoebe i like the evolution of her between in the transition from sister to sister because like obviously there's that transition for Piper becoming the oldest and now having to be the one that watches out for everyone. But I think it's such a more, it's so much more of a jarring transition to go from being the youngest to being a middle child now and having to like be the mediator and having to, having to mentor someone who is your younger sibling. Um, when you never had to do that before, like you were able to be irresponsible. Um, so I think they did a really good job with her. Yeah. She does turn into every single magical creature in the world. Um, (laughs) but my thing with her was always that, like, it was fun to watch her evolution and everything that she was going through, but I was always identifying with it from Piper's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing that as, like, oh, this person needs me to take care of them. Yeah. Know? Or, wow, you're making terrible decisions this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. She gets the, she gets the um, 
she gets like well first of all like the tortured love story like she's mm-hmm. she's um if there's a there's a buffy and angel in the series it's it's phoebe and cole who we'll talk about mm-hmm. in a bit so like they, they play a lot into that but yeah i re- i remember her being the like quote-unquote grounded sensitive one eventually like kind of maturing into that basically as the show went on where like she had the advice advice column right yeah like she she mm-hmm. was um she was kind of the she um she was kind of the heart of the family in many ways yeah uh and i i always loved her for that too. um and her pal- i mean she does become an empath yes so. oh my god that's right god the empath <laughs> Um, let's get into her powers real quick. She does become yes. an empath. Um, but first, uh, it was like an ironic power, right? Like she couldn't mm-hmm. see what her own future was, but she got premonitions and she would be yes. the catalyst for them to like, you know, she'd touch something or something would happen and she'd see the innocent that they're supposed to save that week and go and do mm-hmm. that. Uh, then she got the power to levitate randomly. Which was really weird. Really weird. And and the show didn't really have the budget to do it well. And then they didn't have the budget to do it at all. <laughs> and and they, like, took that power away from her and made her an empath. It's very... Her powers were always kind of nebulous to me. But she also seemed like the one that was kind of putting the time into learning to be a witch. Is that is that a fair well, memory? She was... Yeah, she was the gung-ho one at the beginning. So, yeah. like... Like, you remember Piper as being the one who was good at potions, partially because of the season four episode where she teaches um, Paige how to, how make, to make the vanquishing spell. Yes. Yes. Vanquishing potions. But in the beginning, Phoebe was the one who was good at potions because she was the one who was oh. always practicing and always like going on the Book of Shadows and reading yeah. stuff because she had no job and therefore a time. Um, <laughs> and she was so gung ho about it. Uh, like, I mean, she says the spell that we definitely said totally fine at the beginning of this. Uh, All podcast. the way through, yeah. Um, all the way through didn't didn't skip a beat um so she says that spell and then by the morning she like knows their entire family history and the wiccan read and like she she yeah. you're right she does get into the whole thing um and that's her for like all of season one and i think a little of season two but like then she goes back to college right. um God, so like, right. yeah, she's the one who understands everything because she's the one who's so excited about it that she does the like, I'm going to learn everything right now. <laughs> she um, was all of us in quarantine with tons of right. time. <laughs> she was all of us becoming obsessed with this show and learning everything we could about Wicca and then suddenly becoming Wiccan for like all of eighth grade. Right. And then exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I, I did like that transition too, where like she was really, really gung ho. And then when she actually like got her life together, she became less... I'm going to focus on this thing. Right, right. And more like, I'm going to focus on having a life. Yeah, they, 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 uh, that was like kind of the big thing of the series, right? For a lot of them was like, how do we have a life and deal with all this demon shit mm-hmm. that keeps popping up? How do we have it all? Right, exactly. Uh, which brings us to Paige. And yes. I, again, I've got like no notes written down about these sisters' personalities, but like she's the one where like when I think about it, I don't really have a good handle, despite the five seasons, on what Paige was about. She always was the one that had to talk to the leprechauns, mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and she obviously she came to it late. She was their half sister, and blah blah blah. Um, I, a seed that was planted early on in the series that their mother had an affair. That was like mm-hmm. I was then like years later looking back like. Oh, was that just like smart writing? Was that just like hedging bets just in case we need to pop another sister out of nowhere that like they did that? Or was that just, you know, 
something that they fanficked basically out of what they had. Um, I think they fanficked it out of what they had. That was an awesome move. They did a great job with it. Um, But my point was, like, I've got no real thought on who Paige was. She was trying to be a white lighter for a while. But, like, Mm -hmm. what's your feeling on Paige? Do you have a good, like, sense of her personality? Yeah, I mean, her thing was always, like, like, at the core of her personality, she was about helping people, I think was sort of... Sort of where it is because when when we meet her, right. she's in social services, right. but she's not a social worker. She's like an she's assistant. like a social worker assistant. Yeah, yeah, she's like an assistant, and she does obviously really care because she's adopted and all that. Um, and then that also is like the thing that speaks to her white letter side. So there's a in season five is when she's like, I'm going to dedicate my entire life to learning all I can about witches, right. and like being a witch and being awesome at being a witch. And then at some point, I want to say it's like halfway through season five, she's like. Leo or someone convinces her like she needs to get in touch with the white lighter half of her. And then she gets her first charge, which is her dad. Her father, right? And yeah, Sam. Yeah. Um, so I think that the the way they were trying to write it was like the core of her personality was like needing to help people and save people and not being not being able to really deal with it when she couldn't with like her parents' death yeah. and all that. Um, but I don't know that I don't know they ever really drilled down on it. And I think part of that is because she didn't join until season four. So they were getting like really into the mythology by that point. Right. And, and we had a source of all evil re- and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Right. How much time can we really spend like going back to do season one type stories with this new <laughs> character? Screw it. We'll just learn about her as we go. So I don't, I don't know that they ever really drilled down on like the core of these characters the way they did in the early seasons. That's totally fair. But you're right. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of that. But like her whole thing was, was saving people. I, I, I rewatched one of the episodes where she's a social worker and I kind of like didn't put that together. So thank you. Um, That's right. One of my funniest memories of Paige, though, is season five premiere. I don't know why they did this because it wasn't like one of those premieres where they go like straight from season, you know, like it, there's no time in between. You, you get the mm-hmm. sense that there's been a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever. But for whatever reason, the actress had had dyed her hair red and they blamed it on like that potion that you did that changed your hair like it looks great but like you didn't mean to do that <laughs> it was like that's the weirdest thing in the world your hair is still red <laughs> yeah for for another yeah. season and a half or so you know like mm-hmm. the weirdest thing um all right shout out to other characters here um <laughs> like unceremoniously erased from the show eventually but let's talk about daryl Aw, Daryl. Daryl Morris, our cop friend. I love Daryl. Who was... Our our token black guy on the show. Token black guy, the only lead black character in the entire show, right? The entire run? Yes. Yeah, whoop. Um, And they don't add any more after he leaves. Yeah, whoop. Um, He was just Shannon's love interest partner in the first season. But then Mm -hmm. once he dies, Andy he kind of graduates to knowing about the sisters and is the mm-hmm. cop that they call when they need help or need to get on a crime scene or cover something up or whatever. And well, like, maybe they've accidentally murdered someone in their apartment, accidentally murdered somebody, or their house, whatever or... it is. And mm-hmm. this poor guy, like must've gone through hell every day, keeping up and like trying to cover up for these sisters. And like, they, they eventually kind of like, get him out of the show or like get him away from their lives because of that. Like the, the fact that they keep relying on him drives a wedge between them, which I always thought was really interesting. Yeah. I, I like what they eventually did with the character, um, to sort of 
bridge that like where they were like all right i i think they were getting to a point where like we're not really using this character very much we should just write him off but they actually like instead of just you you have him in an episode and then he's never in another episode they did a whole thing with like his wife and him you know struggling with the fact like because he cares about them and he wants to protect them but also like it's having a really bad effect on him and his family um so then he he was on death row for a second because of them and like about to get the injection like it got rough (laughs) seriously um so like i i'm glad that they kept him around like first of all because you can write he's convenient for the writing Mm because you can you know take care of all the cop related stuff um, but of course there's like, you know, IA investigations right. and, you know, all that, um, in, I think in Charmed Again, cause it was the investigation into, um, into Prue's death and he was like trying to steer him away, but he couldn't do it. And then the dude dies. Right. Um, so like, I think they did some really, they did some good things with that character. I, I'm glad they kept him around. Um, I really wish that they had had any other people of color on the show. Um, or yeah. had even let him like have stories related to the fact that he is not a white person. Right. It was very <laughs> typical um, 90s diversity where it's just like, yeah. well, sometimes they're blondes. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's the exactly. diversity we've got here. So I think he gets the short shrift, but um, but he's he's integral in, in some cases, you know. Yep. I, I, I liked, you're right. Like they, they kind of kept him in the wings really for years and then eventually mm-hmm. were like, well, this would take a toll on somebody. And for the eighth season, the, their budget got slashed, like, almost entirely. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, the three actresses were, were pretty expensive by then. So he's just, like, gone for season eight. There's, there's, he's just not a character. Um, but at least they did kind of take a season, like you're saying, not just write him off entirely, but, like, they estranged him from them for an yeah. entire season. So it wasn't completely unnatural when he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um but how can we not delay? Who do you want to talk about first, Leo or Cole? Leo. Okay. Leo, the perf- like, just the good guy character throughout the whole series. Brian Krause, who I've yeah. never seen in anything else except for that one episode of Mad Men he did. <laughs> he pops up in, like, one episode of a lot of things. Okay. Um, like, he's in one episode of Castle, and he's in oh, like, one episode of, of other things. But he was also in the... Um, like the return to blue lagoon the sequel wow really yeah he was he was in that before the show yeah oh obviously yeah interesting um but he's 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 perfectly great i remember thinking he was a good guy i like i think the thing that i like about this that that we just don't really get anymore is that this is a major couple Mm -hmm. started in the first season early on yeah that yeah they go through their trials and tribulations but it's not because he's an asshat no, never. Like, it's because everybody around them are asshats. Yep. Um, and so, like, their relationship is never toxic. Uh, it's just difficult sometimes because they've got all this added pressure. Yep. What was the thing in season seven where he was kind of distant from her? Was he like, well, oh, he was being he, haunted by the avatars. Never mind. Not his he, fault. Yeah. So, like, he did a bunch of stuff. So, initially, it was at the end of season five, he becomes an elder. Right. And then he's the one that, that makes them goddesses. Right. And then Piper is like, what the hell are you doing? Like, we have a kid. And he's like, never home. And then they sort of patch things up. And then they, they don't get divorced, but they kind of bust up. They kind of separate. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because in season seven, well, season six, they get back together because they had to. Because they had to get they Piper had pregnant. to get Piper pregnant. Exactly. So they were in like some <laughs> alternate like 
parallel universe or some yes like, being hunted by a dark lighter yes and they bang. they're in like the dark lighter's pocket dimension right and leo got shot and <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um and, and as we sex. all know a dark lighter's arrow is poisonous to a white lighter, is poisonous so to, it, it that is one of my dicey. favorite episodes not that one but the first one with the dark lighter um but uh yeah so like they like bust up and then the, there's that season seven episode where like he decides to essentially fall from grace and no longer be an elder. Yes, via Conleo. And then he, yeah, and he has to find his way back to her. That that episode is very good. And that's the one where Cole comes back too. Like that's a fun. Yes. Hundred fiftieth. He like helps. Yes. Yeah, he helps Piper because Piper's dying. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that was a yes. si- that was a time too where like when you saw Leo, he was either in the manor. Mm-hmm. Or he was on this weird bridge set, which because the show was set in San yep. Francisco, in and San it, Francisco. Was, it was the Golden Gate Bridge, and they had like a corner of the top of the Golden Gate Bridge where they would go, and that's where he fell from grace, where he just yeah jumped he off fell the off the bridge, bridge, but he didn't end up on the bridge. No, he was... ended up somewhere else, like way far away, and he like <laughs> drives with a truck driver who is not a truck driver. He's the elder that like pushed him off the bridge, right? And it's. Who's it's also, whole thing. who is the Q from Star Trek, mm-hmm. who yes. is, what's her name's father who wrecks those two planes in Breaking Bad. That guy pops up everywhere. <laughs> he does. Um, but I really like that episode. Like, there's not a ton that I love in seasons seven and eight, but mm-hmm. I do really like that episode. But also, it's it's a Piper and Leo angst episode, therefore I love it. Right. Like, I love all of those episodes. Right. And she gets to play off of, um, let's talk about him now, Julian McMahon yes. as Cole again. Um who, watching back, it's so funny to me because I remember him being the coolest motherfucker that was ever on screen. And, like, <laughs> he's Julian McMahon. His hair is a little receding. He's, like, he's sexy, but he's kind of got a weird face. Whatever. But, like, he was awesome to me as he's a kid. He's charismatic. He's charismatic He's extremely charismatic. So, like, anytime he plays, because he plays really great bad characters. Because mm-hmm. um, he's also, he's recently in Runaways. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he plays Carolina's alien dad. Fine. They they changed up like her backstory. They changed up everybody's backstory a little bit, but like he's in that and he's sort of the bad guy. They have to fight. Um, does he have a good time so with this? Does he does he chew a bit? He chews a bit. Yeah, yeah cool. he doesn't. Good. I don't think he chews as much as as he does. I think as as Cole. I think Cole is still one of his best <laughs> um, performances. But um, and then of course he was a Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck, of course. And... Um, <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Yep. Yeah. Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Doom himself. Um, but yeah. I'm, but I, yeah, I I love Cole. I totally I like. He... As a kid, I would have put him on the same par as like James Marsters as Spike of just like this guy Absolutely. rocks. He's the coolest thing I've ever seen on television. And and kind of a similar vibe. Yeah. Totally. Bad boy that kind of gets tamed. Um, but then they had to write him out so he doesn't go and get a soul or anything. He he becomes the source of all evil and becomes an avatar right before he dies and blah blah um yeah yeah i think he overstayed his welcome i think the show kept him too long because obviously like him being back in season five and yeah after he was vanquished as the source they bring him back for no reason they so they bring him back and like he's he's there and he's like sort of vaguely threatening but it's also just sort of to twist the knife for phoebe it's it's a really weird trajectory and partly because i think they just wanted to do the thing in the hundredth episode Mm -hmm. of like actually vanquishing him for real is what really happened yep um is is like what happens in the hundredth episode but it's also it's just i don't think it's needed at all and i i think that his arc in season four is so good 
Totally. And the ending is so satisfying that bringing him back, I think, just undercut everything that they did in season four. Because the, the season four arc, he went from good guy to secretly the source of all evil after they vanquished the source of all evil, right? Yeah. Well, they so they vanquished his demon half. Right. Because, okay, that's another yeah. thing. Because he's Balthazar, who is a big guy that yeah. looks like Darth Maul half the time. And then they have that episode where it's like Balthazar's like weird twin brother or something yes reverse him yeah and so like they create the vanquishing potion for that demon out of what they have of Balthazar, i think right and they're no they don't because they they have that that the one where where, um holly or excuse me where piper teaches Paige how to do the vanquishing potion like knows to step back when they plop that thing in and it's gonna explode yes yes yeah because they because they they do the callback to season three when they're trying to vanquish Balthazar the first time right and they blew up in her face um and then um and then I think that's the episode where they vanquish Balthazar and they but they think they've vanquished Cole and they have just vanquished his demon half Mm -hmm. and then he's human and then he hates it right right and yeah and so he has this like weird void in his soul where the demon half used to be. So when they vanquish the source, the source like manifests goes into him. inside like, of him. Yeah. Like puts in, puts itself in the hole. Forget the fact that the source was just kind of like like the source of all evil, quote unquote, is kind of a title, right? Yeah. Eventually. It's I I wonder if it's like is it a power set that just maybe. gets passed down when the, the the previous one dies? Yeah, maybe. I remember there was a point where we thought season seven was going to be the end, and I'm like, and they had just brought it should it should have been they had just brought the de- uh, totally they had just brought the demon of fear Barnabas back, fucking incredible actor Billy Drago, and I'm like, oh, make him the source, make him the big bad, and they just they totally got rid of him by the second or third episode of that uh, that season it was such a letdown yeah was that the one where like they're on a cliff or yes oh no that's yeah. uh, that's season five no, that's where he's one. on a cliff yeah that's that one okay and, and comes back up there um, are too many there are too many of those episodes yeah i i agreed but he was too many barbus episodes awesome well okay well all right well, well, well i was gonna save demons for later but let's jump into it he was my favorite <laughs> recurring demon i could not get enough of barnabas you you apparently could I, I, no, I definitely could. Like, I like, like, I like the Barbus episode in season one. I like the follow-up in, I want to say, season four. Because that was a whole thing where, like, Phoebe's worst fear was losing a sister, and then she actually did, so now she has a new fear. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it four or five? Five is the one where he's on that, that cliff and comes back. Maybe it's five. Maybe it it's five. Matter. I don't. It I don't remember exactly where those ones are. Right. I liked him. I like. I think he has. I think he's a fun idea. Like this. Yes. This idea of you know, Barbus is the demon of fear, so he makes your fears reality, which works a couple of times, uh-huh. and then it's like, oh, the demon of fear is back. I think of him almost daily because on my commute to work is the bookstore where we first see him strike in season one. Oh. <laughs> And I'm always just nice. like, that's where the demon of fear lives. Um, I, I loved him. I loved him too. There's an episode, um, Trials and Trials and Witch Demeanors. <laughs> Pulled that out of my head. Um, where he is basically the like, um, the prosecution against them, against this tribunal. Yeah, and like, that's we fine. don't know it's going to be him at first. And it's just like, well, who's going to argue against us? And just like out of fire, he appears. And I just remember yeah. as a kid being like, oh, fuck, yes. That's, 
<laughs> that's season six when yes. um, Wyatt accidentally like conjures crap yes. in the world mm-hmm. and they're like on trial. Yeah. Like I like that. I don't love that episode because it's weird. That's the one where um, Daryl's on death row and they're like, you got to figure this out or he's going <laughs> to die. What are you going to do? Um, because that um, it's crimes and witch demeanors. Um, I just looked it up. They um, that like, so that that's a different way to bring him back. It's, um, it's not bringing him back as the demon of fear to do demon of fear stuff. It's like, hey, let's get this guy who's obviously really biased against you. Right. It's bringing uh, him back you know, as purely a pain in your ass. And that's so funny. Yeah. And, and in kind of a humorous way. Yes. Um, which I thought was very funny. Yep. But, but I don't think bringing him back, because they bring him back a lot. And, and as the demon of fear, like in this, in the first season when they do that that first episode with him, like, he has a whole thing. Yes. Like, he has to kill 13 witches on Friday right. the 13th in, in order to something. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, he was going to get three for the price of one um, with the Hallowells. <laughs> so, like, like he has a thing, and then the thing just disappears. Yeah. No, you're totally in right. In subsequent appearances. By, like, the season two episode where he's back, that's kind of gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More or less, yeah. I think I think That's it's still fair. there in the season two episode, but I don't think it's as important to the story. Well, look, Charmed and Continuity were never good friends. Lois and Clark are better friends true. with Continuity than Charmed ever was. Um, but I totally hear what you're saying. Where they like it was just let's find excuses to bring him back and not really worry about the stuff we've set up in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Really quick before we get into more demons, do you have any shout outs to like other love interests that popped up over the years or side characters or whatever? I mean, there were so many. There were um, tons. Basically, basically none for Piper. Like she does date that firefighter once as like a thing right. when she and Leo are separated. Um, was but, the like, neighbor, neighbor Dan, was that? Neighbor, oh was, yeah, neighbor was Dan. Was he hers? He was hers okay. and he was around for the one season and then... She it was like that was that was interesting in a in a traditional relationship triangle angst kind right. of way because that was like you know when Leo became human in order to save her right. during Awakened and um and all that stuff with like the val- I that chunk of like four or five episodes when he's human I rewatched so much when really I was so much um, was that a volunteering that clipping his wings or is that another yeah, yeah he okay. he knew that in order like she. So that was an awakened when she had the the disease from the fruit that she illegally imported into the, right. into the P3. And then, so that's the thing where like they create the poppet who's the ninja. Right, the little and then ninja the ninja guy keeps, in the hospital. Yeah, and the ninja keeps infecting other people and, and like Piper's awake and then she's like, crap, the only way to fix this is you have to put it back into me and I have to die. Right. So then okay. she dies and then her soul like leaves her body and then she sees Leo and he puts it back in her body and the <laughs> elders are like, nope. And then he becomes human. <laughs> Is that not his job as a white lighter? Like, why, why, why was that objectionable? But he can't heal the dead. No, that was, um, oh, why was that objectionable? Oh, he can't, he, that was when he could only heal magically inflicted wounds. Okay. Like, when that was an arbitrary rule. So that went away eventually, too. That went away really quickly, yeah. I think, because he kept, like, healing, like, you cut your finger, um, or something. <laughs> and, yeah, so that was the thing, where, like, he can only heal magically inflicted wounds, so this is a natural human disease, so I can't heal it. Right. That was the thing. Right. Because that's the thing where, like, Phoebe yells at him, like, don't you love her, even though they're not together? I can't, Phoebe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, and yeah, so it's that. It's the Valentine's Day episode where everybody turns into animals. It's um, right. You know, it's the the one where. Um, uh, oh goodness, what was the other one? That's the same episode. I'm trying to think when he got his powers back. Was it the genie episode? It's um, no, because it's the one where he he has to tackle someone and he white lighters in and tackles him and then white lighters away. That's how Piper <laughs> finds out he has his powers back. <laughs> I don't remember, but that's funny. But white lighters oh, in, do you mean orbing? One... Yes, I just like saying white lighters. Um, he's also human for the one where um, uh, Prue gets kidnapped by, what's his face? Um, the oh, criminal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's the one where she really starts her... her um... Uh, photography career I think. her photography so, yeah. yeah she like she bought all the equipment and stuff and we learned about second level um, demons because they have this one little yep. um, <laughs> weapon thing <laughs> sorry just, and it's also he's also human for the one where phoebe revisits her past lives to figure out why like she's gonna die <gasps> that's a great episode where they go yeah, into the where is. they go into the roaring 20s and the manners of speakeasy and they're all cousins and they hate each other yeah. Yep. Really fun. And they conspire to kill her because she's evil. And yeah. Yep. Um, See, these are the tangents that we get. <laughs> exactly. No, it's great. Um, we're we're talking <laughs> about other, other eight seasons interests. of television. Yes. In an and hour and a half other, or whatever. We're talking about other love interests. Yes. Um, so um, thinking back on the series, just again, not really rewatching much, and certainly not rewatching much with like vague love interests. I always remember Billy Zane being charismatic as fuck in the show yeah he's he's great he's a he's a character who like only has x days to live or something right he's an x demon or he is a demon without his powers and that's why he's dying or something i don't even remember what the character's name was but i just remember he's just billy zane (laughs) he's billy zane and he was so awesome and just like a movie star on this tiny little show yeah and and he's um he's pipe not pipers he's Paige's love interest, but like only for that short period uh, of time. Phoebe's love interest. Oh, Phoebe's love interest. Yes, yeah. Okay, but it was all about like teaching her to to accept like, love grab again, life by the horns, yes, and also exactly. accept love again. Um, how did you feel about the fact that Phoebe ends up with a cupid that is like sent to her by the elders as an apology? Dumb, but whatever. At that point, like they married Phoebe and and Paige off, so randomly in that season i don't know i, yeah, I never page mary is an fbi agent right and um who has like parole parolees and stuff right something like that yeah and uh phoebe marries a cu- cupid with a time travel ring which comes in very handy in the finale i just rewatched um yes it does <laughs> i i just remember as an avid reader of charmed magazine them talk- i was an avid reader of the charmed novels oh, okay. oh my god same here <laughs> oh no I remember doing a report on one in high school and my teacher being like, this is a really well-written report. Why is it on this piece of trash? And thinking like, you probably have a point. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. As an avid avid reader of Charmed Magazine. Charmed Magazine. I remember them saying like, well, we get raked over the coals for our shitty continuity all the time. But in season three, we said her true love would be, uh, would start with the letter C. So we wanted to make sure that was true. And I'm like, that was not worth it to me. Like, I don't, I don't care. No, I feel like that is a little bit pulled out of their ass, but um, because it doesn't, I mean, I I didn't hate him. I thought he was fun. I liked their verbal sparring, but I also felt like, yeah, it was, it was random to like just pair everybody off at the end. Yes, totally. 
you know, and also for it to be like, the elders are really sorry they put you through all this garbage, so here you go, so, have a love interest. So this is not going to be a restricted thing like it was for Leo and Piper, right? Yeah. Whatever. Um, I was but... struck watching the finale recently of how different the um, the time travel rules were from the one where uh, Prue dies to the one at mm -hmm. the end where it's just like, no, only Tempest, who was David fucking Carradine, by the way, can yep. do it and he's going to do it off screen because we can't afford him again to uh, I've got a ring and Kelly Cuoco can just do it if she really wants to so you know everybody time travel for this episode yeah because we really got to do this thing yeah we really um, got to get all these, all these people back together <laughs> since they're all dead now anyway um, sorry um, yeah yeah I've got the, no real um, opinion on him as a character though to be honest I don't really have opinions on, on most of the love interests because, like, you knew the ones that they cared about. Yes. So the ones that they cared about were the main ones. Um, Seemingly ones Eric Dane for a little bit. I forget what his I name I liked was. him. Yeah. But I, I do want to mention one very specific Phoebe love interest, and that is Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Uh, season... Don't help me. Season seven? I think so. Okay. There's the Lady Godiva episode, and he's around mm -hmm. for that, where she is naked on a horse. Um, he's around for like a little while, and he, does he help her with her advice column or take over her advice he column? He owns on the paper. Or? Oh, is that no? Is that it? No, because that's Eric Dane. Eric Dane owns the paper. He, okay, excuse me. You're right. I think he ghost writes. And then the he column. left to be on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes, yes, good move. Um, <laughs> he ghost writes the column. I remember start of quarantine. I was watching. Um, uh, Love is Blind is that the Netflix mm -hmm. show and yep. Nick Lachey is like a sometimes host of that and I remember my girlfriend being like oh he's hit a new low I'm like oh no he's been lower let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah okay what, what were your feelings on Nick Lachey what was his character do you remember I just remember him as like having he was taking over Phoebe's column for a little while and and that was really it he was on like five episodes maybe yeah and they were sort of a thing, but also he was obviously stunt casting. Oh, totally. Because then that the they next year keeping. was What's His Fuck from Sex and the City. Yes. Yeah. It was Phoebe's love interest, the blonde guy. Right. From... She had too many. She had too many. Yeah. Like, um, way too many. No, I totally remember that. I, and it was absolutely stunt casting because he was in every promo suddenly. Um, mm. I also just remember her being like, a guy can't read my, uh, write my column. This is going to be trash. And she starts reading. Oh, it's actually, it's actually fine. You know, <laughs> that was like the big gag of him basically. It was like he had found Right. It was voice. like, oh, he, he's empathetic right, enough to write an advice column for women. Like, yeah, it was dumb. It was stupid. I liked Eric Dane though. Like I liked their relationship. I did too as the owner of the paper and he, he whisked her away to Milan or whatever sometimes. Mm -hmm. or Paris or whatever. He was fun. And then left the show for a much better role. So good for him. Much better role that lasted him five years yeah. and made him. He was on that famous. show that so, long. Wow. Yeah. He was through season eight. He started in season three. He was McSteamy. He was McSteamy. I also know way too much about Grey's Anatomy. Cool. Good to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> any, we've talked about Barnabas already. We've kind of touched on the source ish. Um, any like favorite villains, demons, whatever demons. over the years. I'll st as you think, I'll start. I liked yes. the seer, who was a a oracle basically of the sources in season four, and winds up really helping Cole and like helping to, um, you know, get Phoebe to the dark side essentially for like two or three episodes. Um, and pregnant. And pregnant. Yes, helps helps give he she gave her tonics every day that made sure that she was raising an evil child and blah blah blah. 
Um, which she eventually lost, I guess? No, which, she, which the seer eventually took. Oh, no memory of that, but okay. Yeah, like there's a whole like transfer of one belly to another. Is Wow, okay. Was a- I might forget the seer's last episode, but yeah, I remember her being fun, but... She does lose the baby. Like, she thinks she loses the baby, but I'm pretty sure the seer takes it. Because I remember, like, the weird alienness of it. Like, chestburster. I kind of re- want to rewatch this chestburster <laughs> now. I don't remember this at yeah, all. Yeah, because I just... Are they in I the remember... underworld for this, maybe? Yes. Okay. And I remember, like, it like, it moving around, and I'm like, that's... that's. I mean, it happens, but also, like, not like that. Not not gross um, like that, yeah. Um, but, but then, like, yeah, because there's a whole subplot of Phoebe lost the baby, and, like... I think. Wow. Okay. I trust you. I'm trying to remember because I know that like there's the whole vampire episode, which is when they find out that Phoebe's pregnant and Piper's really sad about it because she can't get pregnant. Morality bites. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But then Piper gets pregnant by the end of the season. Yeah. But that was like a gift from the elders. Oh, that was a gift. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Those elders, man. (laughs) It was like a, hey, you vanquished the source of all evil. Here you go. Have a baby. Very abusive relationship, um, the Charmed Ones and the Elders. Yes, really. Um, any any Seriously. any favorite uh, demons for you? Um, I don't think I have any favorite. I mean, other than like, like I like Barbus early on and, and I, I like, you know, Balthazar. Yep. Um, before he's before he's fully good and is no longer like a villain. Um, but uh, in terms of like demons that I really like... Um, there's the, the crone who keeps trying to steal the baby. She's fun. Oh, Zanku. She's fun. Yeah. Uh, what is his, and what is that actor's name? Fuck. Ah, that's going to kill me. But he's, 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 um, what's his fuck in the mummy? He's, he's the voice of Dr. Fate in the DC animated it's, stuff. It's Oded Fair. Oded Fair. Thank you. Yeah. Um, awesome villain, I thought, in season seven. Yeah. A season that did not deserve an awesome villain, but needed it. No, very it much. really didn't. Yeah. And like the the weird avatar stuff. And right. then um and then I like um I like Shax just for like what he did. Not because he was a great villain, but for like the stories that he is in. Yes. Are very interesting. And played by um I forget his name, Michael Bailey Smith, who was Belthazor mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Yeah, that he got to have most of his own face. Yeah, this one gigantic actor, gigantic bald actor, they just painted in any different color and <laughs> made him a billion um, demons. But I, I think the the number one villain throughout the whole series is got to be the elders. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> a constant threat, a constant issue, a constant threat to their happiness and their lives yep. altogether. Really, if they hadn't been in the picture, maybe the Avatar's plan would have worked. And... Maybe. All right, be, we've got to get into trivia here real quick. But before okay, we do, okay. do you have any, like, last words, favorite memories, whatever, of the series? Like, I just remember, like, great pilot, Prue rocked, the transition to Paige was well handled, and I liked a few of the, like, you know, I liked the episode where Phoebe's a banshee. I'll say that. How about that? No, that's a good and episode. Prue's a dog. Um and Bruce a dog. Uh, they turn her into a dog to track the banshee. Right. Um, I my for me the show is always it's my introduction to fandom. Um, wow. You know I I wasn't I wasn't in fandom like internet fandom at all before the show before I started watching the show and I got I got into it so you know it was it was my introduction to fandom message boards and 
you know, to interacting with other people about a show and to also a little bit what being a little too possessive of a show can do, you know, to like fandom toxicity. In what way? Because I was not really a part of that world at the time. So, I mean, in season five and mostly season six, um, the show just lost quality. Totally. It really lost quality. 100%. And... And the fandom was very upset with the fact that the show, like you can tell that this thing that you love is not good anymore, <laughs> but you're still watching it and it sucks that it's not good. So there was a lot of like wanting to demand that the show not be bad anymore <laughs> and having no real way to do that. Cause like Twitter wasn't a thing. We couldn't go harass the showrunners directly. Don't do that. Please. Yeah. People don't do that, but don't I do understand. That. Don't harass them in any but way. That's but an like, unfortunate yeah, method of getting things feeling- done. Yes. Yeah, feeling entitled to something that, like, we are not a part of. Um, so I think I, like, got that first introduction to that in, you know, like, probably 2004, mm. 2005. And, like, now as an adult who, you know, is in fandom spaces all the time and, like, sees that happen to such a degree that it is, like, we have so much more access now. And how much of a monster would I have been <laughs> if I had Twitter when I was into Charmed, yeah. you know? Um, and could so tweet I think Brad Kern or whatever it was. Right. Like the, how much would I be harassing these people? Like, cause I know I was an idiot. Like I was a teenager and very stupid. And I, at the time I was just yelling into live journal. Like, <laughs> so I had that, but they weren't reading it. Um, you know, so how, how much of a, of a monster would I be now? Um, if, if I'd had, you know, if this, if I was 14 and watching charmed and very mad that it was bad now, <laughs> But mostly, yeah, it's my intro to fandom. And, and, you know, my fandom picked up. Like, I think my first... I don't really credit it with being my first fandom, even though it is. But um, it was that introduction to to the world. That's cool. And the rest is history. My my biggest fandom faux pas with Charmed was... um, There's a random season eight episode with Marie from Breaking Bad. And in it, they bring the source, like the OG source from season four back for a second. And I got immediately onto a forum for Book of Shadows replicas and was just like, holy shit, the source is back. I'm so fucking excited in the middle of the episode. Not only is he, oh no. is he dead, I mean, doing this the day it's live. So he's dead by the end of you know the episode, by the time most people are reading this post. And it's a forum that's mostly overseas fans. So they're just like, hey, don't post spoilers on here. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like. <laughs> the stupidest post, you know, I could have done as a young fan, but I remember that as being like, okay, I'm gonna keep charming to myself. Then you're right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Definitely. I mean, I, I really liked the online fandom of the early, you know, the early 2000s, but um, because we had message boards instead of Twitter, which I think is a way more mediated way to do Very to do fair. fandom than we than we have now. Um, but at the same time, like, it was a weird way to do fandom <laughs> in comparison to how we do it now. All right. Ready to jump into trivia here? Let's do it. All right. This is brought to us. Let's embarrass ourselves. This is brought to us by AbsurdTrivia.com, the ultimate charmed Mm -hmm. fan quiz. Uh, If this is too hard for us. I would have killed this when I was 14. I know. This is going to be terrible. Um, In episode four, season one, Piper meets a man who... Episode four, season... Okay. Piper meets a man Mm -hmm. who claims he's a ghost. What is the man's name? Miguel Matthew with one T... Michael or Mark? Is this the episode where like there's like a, a demon on like horseback with a spear or something? Yep. Okay. It's John Cho as a hot ghost. John Cho? Named. Yes. John Shit. Cho is a hot ghost. Named Mark. Mark. All right. Let's see. 
I, I, I don't know what that means. All right. Well, all right. Well, it's highlighted. Let's see. <laughs> no, come on. You're not going to give me the results here. Maybe it'll only tell us at the Fuck end. Fuck this quiz. All right. Um, over the course of the series, how many different actors played Victor Hallowell? Two. 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 Okay. Victor Hallowell, definitely. Which, if anyone's listening to this, I should stop like narrating because like you're you're in deep now. Which sister? If you if you've made it to trivia, you know what we're right. talking about. Which sister is the first to turn into something? Prue. Turn into something. Yeah, Prue okay. Piper Phoebe. Um. Piper as the Windigo was early. That's season one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it sort of depends. So Piper as the Wendigo is, I think, the first time someone turns into something, like okay. into a creature. Okay. But Phoebe is possessed by the house. Oh, the woogie. By the woogie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Piper then as like a full transformation. Fair. Wait, hang on. We gotta we gotta figure out where this thing was because like, does it also count when Prue is turned into a man? That was season. Two. That's season two. That's no, season that's season two. two. That's Dan. Keep that's going. Yep. So I think it's Piper. Yeah. All right. Piper. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Piper. Piper. I. I. Infuriating to me that we can't see if we're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. In season two, there are two sets of episodes where stories interconnect. Um. They have the same characters. True or false? What? In season two, there are two sets of episodes where stories interconnect. Is that true or false? Where stories inter. But what does that mean? What where the fuck does that mean? There's no two parters. I'm gonna go in season two. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say no. I don't know. That that's mean? that's so. They have the same characters, like the same innocence, the same demons. Is that what they're? I hate this quiz already. This is a very for a bad number of question. reasons. I'm just gonna do false. That's fine. The only thing I can I can think of is like there's past and present. That's also not true because that's season. Three? Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, in season two, more of the season two shit. In season two, yeah. the sisters battle horror movie villains with the help of one of Phoebe's most beloved characters. Name mm-hmm. the villains. Jason and Freddy, Axe Husband and Bloody Mary, the Scream... It's Axe Husband and Bloody Is Mary. Is it really? Axe yeah, husband. it's Axe Husband and Bloody Mary. Interesting. She's watching. It yeah, was like an old Because there's like Phoebe movie. where she's like, this is Axe Husband, and he was electrocuted. Yeah. Wow. Nicely done. Um, mm-hmm. Why so much season two? In the season two finale, what story from the Bible do they use for inspiration? Uh, In season two. Adam and Eve, the- Armageddon, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, none of the above. There was a Four Horsemen episode. Is that the it's finale? the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, Wait. How many questions? Was that the finale though? No, because is the season two finale the genie? That's what I thought. Because that's like the whole. All right. Uh, but it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse at the end of season it's the two. end of season two but it's not the finale i'm gonna jump ship to another to another quiz i don't i want to finish it yeah okay all right i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up now. i just don't trust I'm it just... now in the beginning of season three piper and leo are off in elderland uh they think they have been gone one day how long have they actually been gone uh three days six days nine weeks two weeks one month one month one month I think it's one month. All right. It better fucking show us at the end. In what episode does Phoebe tell Prue she doesn't really, she didn't really kill Cole? Ooh, sleuthing with the enemy, bride and groom, thank you for not morphing, wrestling with demons. Um. Wait, read, read those off again. Sleuthing with the enemy, sleuthing with the enemy, which is it's sleuthing with the enemy. Isn't that the one where she 
does fake kill him or is that another one? Oh wait. I think that's the one where it's finally revealed that he's Balthazar. Well, thank you for not morphing season one. If that was season one, yep. yeah, season one, like episode three. Wrestling with demons is the and dumb then... wrestling episode. Yeah, and oh, that's the episode. Is that it? Because that's where they're fighting, and she has to make Prue angry or something. Oh, that's a good way to do it. All right, cool. Yeah. Nicely done. How many times were Phoebe and Cole together since his character debuted? How many times were Phoebe and Cole together since his character debuted on the show in season three? What does that mean? Though? I don't know. Five, two, four, one, nine. What the fuck does that mean? No, because they were like... Reread the question. How many times were Phoebe and Cole together since his character debuted on the show in season three? Okay. Well, let's think about it like together as in coupled. They're together before... But how many times that makes no sense? They're together before he's evil. They break up. They're together after, and then they break up eventually. So Because he's dead. Because he's dead. Two? It's either one or two. But like, how many I breaks no do they take, this... basically, is this question. I don't question. know. I have yeah. no idea what this question means. And also, we were right. It's the genie episode is the end of season Damn two. right we are. Um, I'm going to put two for the fuck of it. Um, uh-huh. Who tells the sisters about Paige? Grams, Prue, Patty, Melinda. Is it Patty or Grant? Is it their mother or Grams? It's kind of both of them, isn't it? Or does... I feel like Grams makes Patty tell them. Okay. But I think Patty is the one who actually tells them. Okay. Because Grams shows up first as a ghost and then mm-hmm. kind of summons Patty down. All right. You're probably right. In season four, the source kidnaps Piper and puts her in a dream state. She's in an insane asylum in the house. Uh, why does he do this? To kill the sisters, to gain their powers, all of the above. All... To gain their... Well, no, to kill them because he's trying to make her get rid of their powers with the spell to get rid of powers. Well, then he get the powers? Is it all of the above? And then, and then to kill them. So, like, if they get rid of their powers, then he can kill them. All right, kill them. Cool. I think that's what it is. I think, Nicely, I think that's what it is. The, the memory is incredible to me. Um, yeah. In the episode Charmed and Dangerous, the source unleashes Ooh. what demon, I'm going to say already, it's the hollow. It's the hollow. Um, <laughs> in the season four finale, there is an agent after them. What is the agent's name? Oh, in the season four finale, season there's an agent. Four. Okay, keep re- read. Jack Smith Johnson Jackman. No fucking clue. Wait, those are the names. Yeah. Jack Jack Smith Johnson Jack Jackson. Smith Johnson Smith. Jackson. I'm gonna go with Jackson. Also, uh, Bruce Campbell. No shit, was it? Yeah. Wow. No memory. Um, in the season finale, in the season finale of season four, is how this. Reads okay. in the season four finale, Cole. Ap- oh, there's a lot of typos here. In the season four season finale, Cole appears and saves Phoebe. True or false? In the season four season finale? Yes. He doesn't like false. A, a, yeah, she goes to that hell dimension he's in, and he's there. He's, he saves her, but no. 
but the season four season finale season four is they've already killed him the last episode is just them figuring out he's in what it they want to do he's in it though they're in he's like in like a hell dimension and there's like a snake in the sand or something yeah oh is that like phoebe needs to get closure blah, blah, blah. probably maybe uh, sure um i'm gonna, but i'm still saying no i'm still saying no right i, I don't yeah. appreciate your wording quiz Right, I don't appreciate the wording the whole time. Yeah, in the season in season five, how many times do the sisters turn into something? Oh fuck! Wait, in in which season five, how many times do okay. the sisters turn into something? I'm not even gonna look at the numbers and let's just try to figure it out. Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Goddesses. Mm-hmm. I should be going in order. Superheroes. Superhero, nicely done. Um. Muses season. No, they don't turn into muse. No, they, they just, just meet their they muse. They use a muse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They just meet the muse. And also, I don't think that's season five. Okay. Oh, right. Phoebe's on, Phoebe's on jury duty. Um, that's that's three. There's the, the there's the dream episode in season three, but they're not really turning into anything. Three's not an option. Fuck. Two, seven, four, okay. six, five. Ah. Season five. <laughs> Mermaid, goddesses, superheroes. I'm going to go with four because it's the closest to three. Yeah, me too. And, it, and maybe that dream <laughs> episode is what we're talking about. All right. All right. Oh, but this is the, the next thing is about the dream episode. In the episode San Francisco Dreamin', who is the villain behind Phoebe's nightmares? Call Barnabas Phoebe the source. I guess it's Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah? I think so. All right. Like that she unmasks. <gasps> she unmasks the axe killer in it, or the, the like, Texas Chainsaw guy. And it's and always, because the thing that it always happens is, like, the, the killer behind the mask is myself. Yep, you're right. It's, it's Empire. Yeah. Um, who turns the sisters <laughs> into goddesses? Uh, Leo, Chris, Elders. Leo. Leo. Cool. Uh, who is the truth keeper... Excuse me. Who is the true keeper of Excalibur? Wyatt. Wyatt, yeah. yeah. But Piper can wield it when she's pregnant with him or something. Uh, Piper can wield it because like, she's like his ward or she's, something. She's like, connected to, and he's not of age or whatever. Yeah. Because okay. he's a baby. Right. And then they just <laughs> presumably keep the sword in the stone in the attic until Wyatt's old enough. Until he becomes evil and then he pulls right. it out again. Um, in season six, a woman appears from the future... Who has to do with Chris? What is her name? Uh, I, I know this one, but I'll, I'll throw it to you. Beth, Betty, Bianca, Brenda. Bianca. Bianca. Nicely done. Uh, in season six, Phoebe loses her active powers because she was using them for personal gain. True or false? Is that why? True. Really? Mm-hmm. Shame on you, Phoebe. When there is a blue moon, ugh, when there is a blue moon, the charm ones turn into beasts that attack white lighters. True or false? Is it attack white lighters specifically? I think that's false. Yeah. Okay. Just men in general. Uh, at the end of every season of Charmed, the front door to the manor closes. True or false? End of season true. one. Yes. Is it? Is it every season? No, it's true. It's a okay. thing. Yeah. I remember it's, it being it a either thing. Closes I wasn't sure if they fucked because one like true closes it a couple of times, and then season three it gets closed Smashed, by Shaq leaving. Yeah. And then, like, they, they do it in different ways, okay. but it's, yeah, it, it always gets close. Cool. Uh, in which episode does Paige marry Henry? 
merry-go-round, engaged and confused, just harried. She never marries Harry. She does marry Henry. Henry, excuse me. Merry-go-round, engaged um, and confused, just harried. Um, it's not just Harry because that's Piper. Merry-go-round, yep. I think, is Phoebe. Okay. Uh, Phoebe marrying Cole. So I'm going to go with engaged, engaged and confused. And confused. All right, nicely done. Exactly how many episodes are there of Charmed? I have a guess, but uh, let me th- throw these out to you and see what you feel. 180, 179, 178, 177, 176. See, my instinct was 176, but then I also kind of feel 179. I thought 178. We're fucked. Um, Go with 178. Because it's it's in the middle? Okay. Yeah. All right. How does the Charmed series end? (laughs) These fucking questions. Badly. Yeah, really. Phoebe and... Everyone's happy and getting married. Phoebe and Paige are dead and Piper's the only one left. Almost. Actually, yes. Yeah, Piper goes back in time with the help of some family members and writes the big explosion. Uh, I'm guessing it's that. A young reincarnated brute. No. Billy and Christy take over the map. Yeah, okay, it's that. No. Submit your answers. <laughs> 68%? Fuck you, oh, too. I mean, we we didn't understand like a third of the questions. Real, all right, what did we get wrong? Um, In season two, there are two sets of... Oh, that weird one. That one that we didn't I understand. I don't give a shit about getting that one wrong. That's fine. We're, we're doing great. We're doing great. See, okay, episode, uh, question nine. How many times were Phoebe and Cole together? Uh, see, I don't care. I also didn't understand that yep, one. That's yeah. your fault. Uh, in season four finale, Cole appears and saves Phoebe. They say that it was true. No, it wasn't. But all right. She goes to see him. If appears, you mean suddenly comes in out of camera. Sure. Um, in season five, how many times the sisters turn into something? You answered four. It was seven. Seven times? Oh, a mummy? Okay, let me... Oh, okay. They're right. Uh, Does it list what they are? Yeah. Witch's Tale, which is Mermaid. Right, Mermaid. Uh, Two in Oh My Goddess Part 1 and 2. But that's still Oh, we're counting it as two. That's how they're counting it. That's what's happening. But they only get changed once. But also, isn't Witch's Tale a two-parter, too? Witch's Tale is a two-parter. So, fuck you. Um, Happily Ever After, they do turn into fairy tale creatures oh I forgot about the fairy tale one which is in tights the superheroes and e2 mummy yeah. tumbian all right okay so we definitely forgot the mummy but i'm giving us credit for the goddess yes one, that's, and, and the fairy that's tale one. we forgot that's one. yeah the, the, they're wrong but also we forgot stuff uh but also we forgot too, the yeah. blue moon thing we were it was to attack white, white letters apparently i don't remember that episode yep oh see okay this is what I was thinking of. I'm so sorry. At the end of every season of Charm, the doors close. At the end of season six, it's hospital doors close because they just had Chris. Oh, right. But the, it's Fuck still, everything. No, I know. It's not, I know. It's not the manner. It's not the manner. These are all technicalities. How does the series one. end? Correct answer is a young reincarnated... Oh, you're just wrong. Wait, a young reincarnated Prue uses her powers to shut the door at the front of the manor? No, because that it's not it's There's, not a reincarnated Prue. It's Piper's kid. Right, that's just named Prue or grandkid or whatever. Yeah. You're, or yeah, uh, grandkid. All right. Well, that was an infuriating quiz, but I'm so glad we took it together. Thank you. <laughs> that was awful. All right, Is everybody. That was that was our charm. We can't. We cannot. <laughs> <laughs> if you really like this episode, let us know, and Trisha will get it, Trisha and I will get it together and do like an hour of charmed quizzes, but. Um, <laughs> Nothing but charge quizzes with no preparation. No prep at all. Um, <laughs> Trisha, thank you so much. 
Oh, thank you for having me. This was this very was fun. This was a blast. Where can people find you online? What are you up to? Uh, find me on the Twitters. That is where I am most likely hanging out most of the time. I'm uh, at Trisha N-S-T-R-I-C-I-A-E-N-N-I-S. I will probably not be talking about Charmed, but <laughs> I'll be talking about other things, and it will be fun. And if you tweet at me about Charmed, I will respond. <laughs> uh, and people, please, like, let us know if you watch Charmed. Like, what is your inter- er, interaction with the show? If you've listened to now, would love to hear from you. Um, but thank you for indulging us on this dumb little tangent of an episode. I had an awesome time, and that's all due to you, Trisha. So thank you. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, season four coming up for Lois and Clark would love to get you back in Metropolis at some point. Cool. Let's do it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Till then, for Charmed, the new podcast of the Hollowells, I've been Matt Truex. I'm Trisha Ennis. Folk off, everybody. Blessed be the power of three. We'll set you free. It took me so <laughs> <laughs>